Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wildly, and you're listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we get sexily inspired by each other's stories in the hopes that we can all lead better laid lives. Our guest today is a white cis female. She's pansexual, a kinky switch who's into roleplay, whipping, sensation play, biting. Welcome, M. Hi. <laughs> okay, so can you please rate yourself on a sexual shame-a-meter with one being shameless and 10 being like super full of shame where are you right now today mm, i would say like a three but not not too bad but like still kind of a little bit of shame okay and what is your sex life like right now very active <laughs> <laughs> um i i have a boyfriend so it, it's at least once twice a week or so mm-hmm. we're, we're we're still currently like very experimental and we're like really getting into the nitty-gritty with things lately we've been together for almost three years okay. so we've been really exploring since the beginning okay that's amazing and when do you first remember hearing about sex so i remember when i was very very young i remember watching titanic with my little brother and being like very fascinated with the scene in the car where they're getting all like steamy and that's kind of like i guess my sort of like introduction to like huh that, that's interesting do you remember how old you were approximately like five or six okay. very 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 young what you, so when you saw titanic what were your early understandings of what sex was or what it meant like when did you sort of start to make those connections i i remember like not soon after that it was like it was like kind of like oh huh, that's interesting that's like causing me some type of feeling mm-hmm. and then not soon after that it was like valentine's day and i walked into my, my into my living room and my parents were having sex in the living room and <laughs> I was like traumatized. Like I, I just took off and came up to my room. My parents came upstairs and was like, "Okay, this is what this is." <laughs> like it, 
it, it's because we love each other. Like, okay. And I was like, okay. And I just kind of left it at that. And I was like, okay. And um, what, what, what was the feeling behind that? Okay. If you can remember, or if you had to guess at your little kid feelings, I was, I was kind of like irritated, I guess. I was like, just leave me alone. I don't want to talk about it. Like I, like I already have a general idea. Just like stop. Like I didn't want to talk to my parents about it. I was not very comfortable with talking to them about it. Like at all. Okay. What was the vibe in your household? Like, or like the, we were, I've, I've always grown up Christian and it wasn't like a strict Christian. It was kind of like a loose, like my parents have always been like the type of people that go out and party, like go out to bars. They had like a band. They always went and saw like, so they're very loose with things. It was always like that kind of like neutral family of four, like the kind that you always hear about. It's yeah. just kind of like, hey, we go on family vacations and stuff like that. So it wasn't like we had ever spoken about like anything sex before. It was just kind of like a na- normal kind of thing. And we were like, okay, N- now that they had talked to me about it, they were like, all right, I, I don't think we ever really spoke much about it again i think there was like a time here or there that like they would like talk to me but mm-hmm. it wasn't much okay so not like a formal traumatizing sex talk other than that one no okay. it wasn't it, it wasn't like terrible <laughs> that was the most that got to like the traumatizing part of it what about in church or at school did you get a sex talk i i didn't really go to church much okay. but like when i i kind of like my christianity like is like i found myself more so my mom always took us to like catholic church but mm-hmm. it was only on easter like it wasn't even easter it was palm sunday every year that's the only time we ever went to church <laughs> and then when i was like 15 i started going to church with one of my friends and that's what like really got me into it okay. and then i never talked about anything like that in church we are my church is very against like anything spoken about sex anything like that oh really do they say like yeah. don't have sex or anything like that or do they just not talk so, about it at all it's it's just not spoken about it's kind of one of those things like i like my youth pastor i used to go to a youth group when i was like 14 15 mm-hmm. and he used to be like hey i'm sure you've learned about this in school so we're not going to talk about it and like that was about it they, they weren't like against it they were just kind of like we're not really going to talk about it because we're not encouraging of it so Got like it. it was like yeah and what do you remember learning in school um i remember it was like sixth or seventh grade all we did was we could go over like hey this is what it looks like <laughs> this is the parts like and like that was like pretty much it mm-hmm. i like the only thing i remember besides that is in fifth grade they gave the boys a condom and they gave girls tampons they gave and... the boys condoms in fifth grade they showed they what? showed them how to put a condom on in fifth grade. In I mean, I, I think that that's reasonable, but like they gave boys condoms and not girls condoms. Mm-hmm. We, we got a tampon. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. I remember we got deodorant and a pad. I definitely remember this like little pouch. Yeah. <laughs> what were what were the feelings around it as a kid? Like, do you remember feeling excited or weirded out or? Oh, I, I was like so super excited about it, like all of it. Like it was something yeah. that I was like very like fascinated in and stuff like that i remember when i was i want to say like right after the whole thing happened it was like second grade or something mm-hmm. one of my friends at the time she would love she was a year older and she was very interested in sex and mm-hmm. like all of that and she actually watched animal porn what? like not not like bestiality like two dogs like dogs fucking yes and she would be like hey look at this and that i was never i was like okay like she was a year older so i was always like sure why not and i was like um 
And I always like leaned away from it, but it was something that was like, okay. Interesting. Which, yeah, that led me into, because I got a laptop around that age for school mm. and that led me into the path of like, let's start Googling. Like, I remember I was so afraid something was going to go wrong on like my computer or something. I was so paranoid about it. So I used to go into like AOL and -hmm. not log in and just like search like sex and things like that to like try to find stuff. Yeah. What did you find? It was mainly, it led to a path of just like porn, like Pornhub and like things like that. Like I ended up just like kind of getting into it. I actually at a very young age discovered that I liked girl and girl porn. Mm. That was like a big thing for me. Can you say how young just so our listeners can get a reference point? I want to say like eight or nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was very like it, it was one of those things of like oh this gives me that tingling feeling in my stomach mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah I think soon after I like stopped being friends with the girl who showed me the animal porn mm-hmm. she I became friends with another girl that we I used to have a trundle bed and it was just like a push out bed me and too. we would like push push the bed out sit under the bed and oh. we would use her laptop and watch porn because it was like a hiding oh place. my god that's so sneaky. <laughs> It's a exciting place. Yeah. yeah. I remember one time my brother walked in on us and we like slammed the laptop shut. We were like, what do you want? Get out. Like, yeah. stop. Go away. Did he know what you were doing? No, he had no idea. Okay. And did, did you and he ever talk about at any point in your lives? Have you ever talked about sex together at all? Or like romance? No. Okay. I, I, think, I think he's made like jokes about me and my boyfriend being loud or something. Okay. In the How old is he now? But, like. He's 16 now. Okay. okay. So, so yeah. he, he's two years younger. Yeah. 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 So it's, but like, it's never been like a conversation that we've had. We're yeah. not really like close like that at okay. all. Okay. Well, you could give them some advice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What other early experiences did you have? Me and my, my, one of my like best friends that I still currently friends with to this day that she was my like first friend and my best friend currently. Mm. We used to like, there was a couple of different situations. We used to have fake boyfriend names, um, and we would like dry hump pillows together. <laughs> Wait, like side by side. Like, how did you? Yes, how did like it come playing. about? How did you decide to do it? I think we were both like, "Oh, this feels good," mm. and so like then we would we would just kind of like put on music and like make a whole storyline. And I never remember it lasting very long. It was mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, this feels good. It's something fun for us to mess around with. Because it was like, it was like the same, to us, it was the same thing as like playing mermaids in the pool. Like it was like something to yeah. just mess around with kind of like our, like, I guess, role play at, at that age and like messing around. That was like one of my first really big, like besides watching porn, like actually touching myself at mm-hmm. all. That was like my first big thing that happened did you start touching yourself because of the pillows or with more pillows or how did you touch yourself when you started touching yourself i remember the first thing i did was pillows and then i started to like get interested in like oh like let's see what else i can do and i started to like google stuff and try to like mess around with just like masturbating with my hand and like that never really worked it still doesn't work to this day really masturbate with my hand at all like it that like it's never stimulated me at all like no way at all it just doesn't work for me so it doesn't feel good what does it feel like if you and like what do you do like it's i've tried different things like Uh i I can't fingering myself doesn't really do anything it feels just kind of like i guess like rubbing up my arm like Mm. it doesn't even like 
it's like a senseless feeling and it's weird because my boyfriend can like finger me or like even just like rubble my clit and make me come but i can't do it to myself interesting but, have you guys yeah. done an experiment about this so we we've done we've done this we so like when we first got together that was like our first like lean and sexual stuff was like giving head and stuff like that and like it was like a very fascinating thing for me at first because like i think our first sexual interaction besides like making out was him like rubbing on my clit and it was like oh this feels good like this has never been like this before like okay and it was like very interesting to be like wow okay so he can do it to me i don't know what the difference is but wow have you ever tried to emulate what he's doing to you yourself? It's it's weird because it's like the same thing. Like I can like I can do the same motions and I can do the same things. It's just not the same yeah, for me. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to jump ahead too far, but this makes me think of last week our guest Andrew asked me or last week whenever we're recording this, but our guest <laughs> Andrew was like, "Would you ever do self-bondage?" And I was like, "I don't I feel like I need someone else to bind me." <laughs> for it to be yeah. hot i don't know you know um well we could talk about that well yeah or i don't know we yeah. should talk a little bit about your kinky self oh see sometimes i can't decide the order to talk things in because <laughs> i get too excited and want to know everything at once oh i, I have so many stories oh, i'm so excited even... okay but i want to lay the groundwork so you how do you touch yourself to make yourself feel good or then and now tell us the journey of your masturbation please so i think after using my hand i discovered like oh like there's like the shower so at first I tried just like turning on the shower and like using like the faucet, mm -hmm. like that did nothing for yeah. me. And then I was like, oh, I have the different modes on like the shower head. And I was like, oh, like there's a massaging mode. And I remember trying it and it was like, oh, this is really aggressive. And it's like too much. Yeah. So like, it was like, I can turn it down just like a little bit. I turned it a little mm -hmm. bit, it was like less pressure. Mm -hmm. And like, that was instantly like what I like really liked doing. And that was like my big thing for years. Yeah. Is that that's the only way that like I can make myself calm at all and like like that that was like a very like eye-opening like yes this is what I like mm. I do think that that is kind of why I'm not as sensitive anymore I'm like not I'm not very sensitive as like I used to be very very sensitive and mm. then as the years went on it kind of just like dimmed down a lot I, do you think it's from a from using the shower head because it's I, I as so I've always noticed anyway, is that as I've used it more, I've needed more power. Mm, okay, okay. So like I, I like the shower head that I had actually stopped working after a couple of years. Ugh, isn't it, it just, so it sad was, when your favorite shower head goes away? It it's so it sad. It hurt my heart. And yeah. Like I, I've never been able to find Same. one that works. No, the one that I had from childhood was amazing. It was like a shitty plastic white one. The one that I had, like every shower head I've had since has not been up to, like it, it's, like you said, it's either too strong or like too wide and just not in the right. And it, it's so mm -hmm. sad. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> and then I think after that is when I started. So I think after that is when I actually like got my first bank card. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to order a vibrator. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to try that. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. such a, I always forget because I didn't have a vibrator until I was a grown up that like when you are under 18, you have to have your own source of payment. <laughs> yeah. What, what was I your first like, vibrator? I go somewhere. My, my first vibrator was like one of the little bullets, okay. one of the little teeny mm -hmm. tiny things. And that like, I was like, yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah. It took me like three of them to find one that I actually liked. Okay. 
because most of them were like, oh, well, this works, but it, it it's really difficult because yeah. it's like it wasn't strong enough. Or Can you tell us the specifics right, right. of like, <laughs> so if the bullet worked, how did it work? And then the vibrator you like now, I'm assuming you still have mm-hmm. it. Like, how does that work? Yeah. How does it feel different? So the bullet, I had to like specifically like hold it at a really specific spot mm-hmm. in my clip mm-hmm. and it like took a really long time to like make it work. And I would have to do that and like kind of finger myself and like That's what I was manipulate ask. Okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So you're like also to, like, pushing on it? Yeah. And just kind of like manipulate the situation until it worked. And it took like forever. And mm-hmm. I would always have to like watch porn, get myself like really stimulated beforehand. I couldn't just like be like, I'm going to go do this. Yeah. And then after that, I got like a little bit like I got like more of like the normal, I guess, vibrators. It was like a little blue one. It glowed. What? <laughs> it was it was really it like it like lit up <laughs> and it was like I was always so afraid somebody's going to walk in That's and see like would... blue glowing light. Under not my for the dorms. If you ever like not for any sort of shared space, <laughs> but great for <laughs> a sex party. <laughs> but that one, it was like a little bit more powerful. It worked a little bit better, a little bit faster. And then I think after that is the one that I got now. It is. So this is what it looks like. Oh, so it's almost. Wait, can you hold the bottom part up a little bit? So, like in the. Okay, so it's kind of like a magic wand. And, yeah, but it, a little it, smaller it, and a little curvier. And it's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. red and black. The the head of it is red. Now, here's that. So I've been using a magic wand. Like that's been my kind of primary mode of masturbation for the last mm-hmm. year. But I've noticed I can go back and forth between hands still. So that's why I was curious about the the vibing out. I would be curious, our listeners, ladies, people with clitori, clitori, clitorises, <laughs> do you get vibed out? Do you feel like that's a thing? Let us know. <laughs> Take a poll. So you're mostly an outside comer or how does it work for you? So that's another thing is that I, so for, for like, I want to say three years or so, I was using that and maybe two because mm. it was when I got it when I was 16. And then it started to dim down again. I got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm getting kind of to the point where like I need to do something else. And so then I got a dildo and I got like one of the like purple squishy ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, that was like my big thing. And it still kind of is like, that's my big thing. Like if I want to come fast, it's what I do. Like I'll use both. At the oh same yeah. Time. Fuck yeah. And like, that's like my like, Oh, it's like instantly like I, it will take like two minutes and I'm like, already like ready to come and like that's like my big like thing that like is very easy for me now at this point that's awesome to circle back to your earlier explorations in the sex ed talk did you get anything about the idea of consent or talking about birth control or anything like that with partners i i don't ever remember hearing about i remember hearing about birth control Mm -hmm. i remember people just saying like hey you should take the pill like Uh, i i didn't even know there were other birth controls until i had to go and discover it myself and like they were like this is the pill it like stops you from having babies and like that was like all that we got from that and then consent was never even spoken about we were never like taught consent okay and like it was something that like it was always very bothersome for me now that like I've like gone older and realized like wow like that's kind of ridiculous that they wouldn't like be like you should have like consent before you do anything because like I feel like that's something that you should learn yeah yeah Uh, everybody so what other early experiences did you have did you have any like early kissing besides the pillow play (laughs) um any any other things pre this boyfriend that you explored with 
So I, when I was 11 years old, it was my first really big sexual experience. So I was, it was like the summer after either fifth or sixth grade. It was the same girl that I used to like sit under my bed and watch porn with. Mm-hmm. I went over her house and it was me and her and her other friend. And then her like boy cousin was there and her boy cousin was being like really creepy and like mm. towards me and like kept like, like touching my arm. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go upstairs. And I like literally got up and I walked away and I was like, that was it. And then I remember her and her friend coming upstairs and being like, oh, like, it's okay. We don't have to go back downstairs. Like, totally get it. It's fine. Like, it's all good. And then we started talking and like, it, it was like a couple hours later after like joking around about like sex and how me and her used to watch porn together and stuff. We slowly, I can't remember the exacts, but I know we slowly got undressed under the covers laying in bed together. And then this eventually led to us having a threesome. Like, yeah, we all kind of. Yeah, did it just happen? Did you talk about it? Was it a joke? Like, how did it happen? So, yeah, it was, we were, we were joking around. We were like, hey, like, we've never done anything besides kissing guys before. And like, hey, why don't we try this? This is like, we're all kind of Mm bi-curious. Why not? Like, just Mm -hmm. try something. And then eventually it was me and the girl, like the girl, my friend. And we were like, and her cousin was like, I don't know. I don't really know her like talking about me. And I was like, oh, well, like I'm a nice person. like, <laughs> And I mean, it's like, I'm not like, this is something that like I'm experiencing too. I've never done anything else. And she was like, yeah, you're right. And so then we were like, let's just look up a threesome girl porn and let's like recreate it. Oh my God. What? Yeah. And you were like 11? 11, yeah. That is such a different world than what was available to me at 11. So what was that like? And how did it, like, how much emotional context did you have for it? Like, what, how did it feel? I think it's so sweet that she was like, I don't know you. And you were like, I'm nice. (laughs) So it was like, I was always really like, into that I was like that was something that like it was kind of one of my fantasies I guess not like a threesome but like having doing something like anything really sexually and so it was like okay I was ready to jump into it and like I was like okay cool and I guess we started off like we were all like kind of making out and like kissing and stuff like that and I was really into it and then we like took turns doing so we, we would take turns as the person that was laying down so like one of us would be laying down one of us would be eating the other person like the person that was laying down out and then one of us would be making out with the person that was laying down and like kissing their neck and sucking on their boobs and like stuff like that and like we just like took turns until it was like okay i'm finished next (laughs) so were you orgasming or were you just like being done with the experience and communicating that to each other so i think it was like okay like i'm kind of like done it mm-hmm. was i like i don't think any of us orgasms yeah. at all did you guys even have pubic of, hair i think it was like very <laughs> like like, like, like so pubic hair. Yeah. It, it was like okay i'm done like next yeah. and like i remember i was the one who was like going down on the girl that i was friends with mm-hmm. first like mm-hmm. she was the first one that was laying down and i was the one who was going to get down on her first and she could not open her legs she was oh. so nervous and she was like i just felt like she wasn't like nervous like scared she was just kind of like excited but yeah. like didn't know what to expect and it was kind of one of those things where it's like oh my gosh like 
wait, I'm nervous, like, slow down, and uh, I, I was, I just kind of, like, I, I, she complimented me how well I treated her afterwards, like, I, I was, like, rubbing over leg, yeah, okay. and, like, I was, like, relax, it's gonna be fine, like, we've been friends for, like, six years, like, and if something's wrong, I'll stop, and, yeah. like, she, she was, like, okay, until she loosened up, and mm. then I went down on her, and I discovered that I really like doing that. How'd you know what to do? Yeah. looking it up like i knew that there was like stimulus mm-hmm. on like the clitoris and that's like all we did we didn't do like anything during anything like that we were like very shy about like anything like that so it was more so just fingers first and then like i get licking on her and like just kind of like seeing what feels good and like listening to her make noise with different things even until we eventually like figured out okay this is what works and then after you had all taken a turn did you just like go to sleep did you cuddle did you guys talk about it like what was that was there aftercare like what was that like so afterwards it was like okay let's let's turn on the light and let's like find our clothes start getting dressed and we were talking about have we ever like done anything like any masturbating besides that and I was like oh I've used my shower head and they were like oh yeah me too and then they were like, well, have you ever, like, done anything, like, putting anything inside yourself? And I was like, oh, well, I can, I've i tried, like, putting, like, one of, like, the skinny dry erase markers. Mm-hmm. Like, the little ones. I don't yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. the thicker ones. And they were like, oh, my gosh, that's so, like, OMG, I can't believe you've done that. Like, because they, they have never done, like, anything like that. They Could were, you like, get it in? Because I, I tried to put in a tampon when I was 12, but it, I didn't start my period until I was 14. And, mm-hmm. like, I couldn't. I was like, I don't think I have one of those holes. <laughs> I think it was one of those things of like after I watched porn, I like got really wet. Like mm. I kind of like loosened yeah. up yeah. and I could. Because I remember when I first used a tampon, I had a really hard time too. Yeah. But it was, I, I think it was because I was like so dry and like not really like, I guess in the mood loose, whatnot. Well, and I was using one of those like cardboard cotton, like, you know, the hardest. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you knew then that you enjoyed the experience of going down on a woman and you were already bi-curious from watching porn at what point did you start identifying as pansexual so it was i think because i had i had a close group of friends that what she wasn't involved that she actually fun fact never talked to me after that day after that day ever again your friend didn't Oh, I went home whoa. and we never talked ever again, and we still haven't spoken to this day. Would you ever? And it's not, that, it's, it's yeah. not something that's really like traumatizing for me. It was kind of like a neutral thing, like okay, I guess this is just how our friendship ends, and we just kind of moved on. Did you guys and go to I, the same I, school, or like, did you ever see each other after that? So that was the thing. We never went to the same school. Oh. So after elementary school, we went to different middle schools and so like that was like hey why don't i come over because i didn't have anybody else to hang out with that night and we didn't really hang out much before that Mm. and that's what happened and then after that it was just kind of one of those things of like i don't know how to talk about it again wow and like i don't know how to talk to her again and it wasn't i I don't like it still like makes me laugh to this day that like i wasn't even questioning it i was just kind of like i guess this is it okay moving on and like we i never spoke to her again did you ever want to not really she she was not a great person (laughs) like she was she did a lot bad and caused a lot of negative in my life and i think i realized that and i think this was a good of like okay i can let go of her without like 
feeling bad and without like and, and we neither of us wanted to like talk anymore it wasn't yeah. like she was trying to reach out to me and i like ignored her or vice versa yeah and so it was kind of like okay this is this is the end wow so what experiences did you have between <laughs> 11 and when you met your boyfriend I, I slept with two other girls besides that so i think it was freshman year of high school i or no that was one before that it was my eighth grade year i had a friend she was actively like gay mm-hmm. and she came over to the night and she was like kissing all over me and stuff and i was like oh i'm really into this and then i was like but i'm on my period and i can't do this and she was like it's okay and we just kind of like made out mm-hmm. and that was like it with that and like me and her hung out a couple more times nothing she never like spent the night again she never like got the opportunity to really get into that again mm-hmm. but like me and her had an active friendship until she left the school so like it wasn't like anything negative in between us yeah. and then my freshman year of high school i met one of my still to this day closest friends and we I kind of do this thing with my friends where, like, the first time they spend the night, we'll, like, spend the whole night, like, telling each other all of our closest, like, darkest secrets. Yeah. So, like, that, like, one night I was, like, talking to her and I was like, yeah, I've slept with a girl before. And she was like, OMG, me too. And, like, we found out that, like, we both like the same thing. Like, we were both kind of, like, not actively bisexual, but, like, kind of still talking about it. And we were like, oh, that's interesting. And then I think it was six months later, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to try to hit on her and I, I messaged her I just I remember I typed out this whole paragraph I was like look I don't want to ruin our friendships but like I think it would be interesting if we tried to do something and she was like I've been thinking the same thing for like a month and I didn't want to tell you and I was like okay so we went to her parents wedding and then her, well, it was her dad and her stepmom we went to their wedding and then like that night she came over we were just kind of, it was like we, we were like joking like we normally do and then we were like sitting in my bed and then we were like okay let's try this mm-hmm. so we were both very like giggly the whole night it was like fun for us so it was just kind of like a giggly messing around experience and we started off with like kissing and then we like um started undressing each other and like that was my first experience that was like oh this is like a one-on-one experience of like undressing each other and like really making out and like he was like, oh, this is, like, really fun. And then she was really nervous. So I was like, okay, I'll go down on you first. Like, why not? I know I like this. Mm-hmm. And so then I went down on her, and, and I made her come. And it was, like, a very, like, great thing for me. I was like, oh, I'm good at this. Wow. <laughs> Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health. But if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure, 
And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I too love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Can you tell us if you remember what your moves were or like what they are now or just talk about going down on people for a little bit or women first? It was it was mainly just it was doing like figure eights around her foot and like and then kind of like the mix of that and like she told me this the mix of that and me touching her leg and like touching her sides oh. is like a really big stimulus thing for her and I found that it's like a big stimulus thing for a lot of women mm. is that like 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 the mix of like that and like the feeling of somebody touching you yeah. and it's like it's like oh that makes sense and just kind of like not doing the same thing like doing the figure eights and then like looking up and down and then kind of moving around and then just kind of doing a different things like that is like a big thing that's like not just sticking to one thing because i can get old as i'm talking to you i am just struck by how easily you seem to talk about sex both with me and in these past stories like the fact that you sent a text message that was like hey maybe we should try something how how did you do that like you it doesn't seem like you had any models for that was it just through your own self-teaching via research uh, yeah i i it was it's kind of like that like like i said with christianity too yeah. i've taught myself a lot of things in my life i've kind of been independent a lot of my life mm -hmm. i think it's something that like came along with like how i grew up because mm -hmm. i grew up with my parents constantly trying to do something so like it wasn't like i kind of raised my little brother in a way oh wow so like i've always had to like grow up very fast okay so like i had to be there for him while my parents were trying to sell the house we've always mm -hmm. been trying to sell the house I, mm -hmm. as long as i remember and i still i still live in this house we've been trying to sell since i was little and it's like they oh, were wow. always trying to do something while i was like here's your dinner and like just kind of saying like here's the things that you need and like stuff like that it's kind of funny because i've always done this like even when like I always had crushes growing up and like I've only ever had two boyfriends in my life but like I've always had like these deep crushes and guys and mm -hmm. like it's been something that I've always been fascinated in a young age and I was always the one that was like I like you and like <laughs> I always kind of it was always really nerve-wracking and I always got rejected but I kept doing it <laughs> I kept you. like every time I got a crush it was like I would either I at a young age I used to write letters like it was something that I would like write them a letter I would leave it in their locker or something yeah and then like I would so, like as I got on like a phone I would like text them or like find them on like social media and message them or like I always just kind of built the confidence like after a while to be like I like you and like I guess it's like part of that I guess it's just kind of like I don't want to wait anymore so I'm gonna do it myself I admire that so much. And just as a fellow person who always is like, hi, I like you. Do you like me? And gets rejected so often. And like, and I've also, I'm 31, but I've also only had two boyfriends. And like, <laughs> not for lack of trying, but so how does it make you feel when you get those rejections? Because it sounds like you're just like continuing onward. You have a boyfriend now, but mm -hmm. what was the getting there process like? It was always, I would always have a crush on a guy for like months before I would even try to be like, hey, I like you. Because mm -hmm. I would try to be like, oh, like I would 
basically talk myself into like I think he kind of likes me back before mm-hmm. I would even try to like say I like you and so it was always like a I guess coaching myself to be like I think I'm good looking enough I think like we would be a good couple I think we're good enough friends mm-hmm. I think he likes me back and so and then they would like reject me and it, it was always a little bit of a heartbreak okay. it was always like a little bit of like <sighs> okay and then I and then it would it wouldn't take long it was only like a week or two that okay. I would have to take to just kind of like build myself back up and it's like it's okay like I wasn't right for them and like I always had this thing of like everything happens for a reason that's something mm-hmm. that like I live by mm-hmm. so like I always kind of coach myself through it was like everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. like it's maybe I wasn't meant to be with this person because I had to be someone else like maybe like this person wasn't meant to be there so I could like not get that negativity in my life because like I've noticed that there's other guys that I've liked in my life where I was like I definitely would not have been happy with them like I would not like have been in a good relationship with them I'm happy that I that didn't work out and it's always been a little bit of like okay it hurts because it's like it it, it breaks me a little bit because it makes me feel like oh I'm not good looking enough and I, I I always the boyfriend that I have now is actually the person who really built my confidence mm. like to a different level I've always been very insecure and very like down on myself but like I I still kind of push myself through like heartbreak and like yeah. things like that to a good level how has your boyfriend built you up he has always been like showed especially in the beginning of the relationship he really showed how attracted he was to me and just like calling me beautiful and like calling me sexy and like saying how good looking I am and voicing these things a yeah. lot to me. And when we first started to get into like sexual stuff, he would put his hands on me and like feel on me to make me and he, he would call me sexy and stuff like that while he was doing that, which kinda made me confident and like, oh, like he likes the way that my body looks. Like yeah. so it like made me feel better about myself a lot and like that changed my actual view of myself because it always made me eye-opening to myself that like maybe I don't look good when I'm like sitting this way but like mm-hmm. if I'm standing this way it looks really good and like I was never been able to do that before yeah and like it just made me feel really good about myself are there any experiences we need to cover before we start uh on your explorations that you've had with him I think the only thing that I could mention is that like I had a boyfriend before him and he was like very shy and like I was more ready than he was with anything sexually or just in general with in general because it (laughs) took him he he asked me out and then it took him a month to actually kiss me okay and then after that the most he would do is like make out and I remember the most exciting thing in our relationship was that one time we made out in my bedroom and I felt his heart on and it was like it was like a (gasps) Like, oh, my God. And it was, like, that, like, butterfly moment of, like, oh, my God, he's attracted to me. Like, this is, like, happening. And it was, like, and nothing could happen because my door was still very cracked open. And, like, my parents were, like, walk past every once in a oh while. And, like, but it was, like, a, like, OMG, like, this is getting started somewhere. Yeah. I, I, I think things probably would have happened with him eventually. Mm-hmm. I, I actually broke up with him after okay. being together for three months because I realized that, we didn't really match. I, I am a bigger girl mm. in a sense. Like I'm more towards like 200 pounds mm-hmm. and he was like 
was thick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like this little guy, and like I, I hated pictures of us together that like made me really insecure mm, okay. because like I was like, oh, I look really big standing next to him, oh, like man. more than I normally would standing next to someone. Yeah, and like he just like he tried to show affection but it was always like an awkward way he would like wrap his arm around me but like in a weird way and it was like i don't really like this anymore and like i'm only with you for the attention at this point i don't want to use him so like i was like i'm gonna break this off before it gets too bad because he started to say he loved me and i was like i really don't like i'm sorry and it's not and i didn't want to like pull him in more yeah i want to say like a year later is when i met my boyfriend we worked together we met at work and I remember at the time I had this like thought of it's okay to have sex it's never been like a negative thing for me like it's not like a god loves all and it's not that big of a deal (laughs) like to be blunt about it it's not that big of a deal also what do you think about the church's views on homosexuality like what's your church like and like how do you how does that vibe with your pansexual self that's another thing that like the church doesn't really mention okay like they're they're supportive Mm -hmm. which is a good thing they always have mentioned like that like god loves everyone and they're not like negative about it and like and i've never really felt bad about being pan at all like never something that i was like oh i shouldn't be like it's always something that i've embraced that i've like been okay with because it's just who i am and it's that's how it's gonna be (laughs) so i want to say so we became friends for like a good two months before we started talking at all Mm. it was i want to say a month it was a month after that that we started to get into things we would like occasionally kiss here or there and like our job we work until like one or two in the morning Mm. so like we would get off and we would just hang out with each other we wouldn't tell anybody it would just be like we would go to like a park or like somewhere and like sit inside our car and just like talk and eat food and like mess around and um and then one time we it was we were we went to this park it was like this little park it's like really you couldn't even find it unless you like googled it we were standing behind we were standing like towards the back of my car and he like pushed me into my car and we started like make out intensely and it was like oh like didn't expect this but it was a really good exciting moment and I remember we were doing that and then he kind of like stopped and he was like let's go sit somewhere and he was like this is like a park that's like close to my house that I grew up with my whole life and he was like let's go sit at that bench over there I was like there is not a bench over there I know there's not a bench over there there's never been a bench there my whole life and he was like, oh, really? You want to make a bet? <laughs> I was like, all right, let's make a bet. He's like, if there's a bench over there, I get to do whatever I want to you for a minute. And vice versa. And I know by a fact that there wasn't a bench there. I would not. Have, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done to him. I was way too nervous. <laughs> like yeah. It would have just been like sitting on, like maybe sitting on a slap and kissing him. I don't know. Yeah. But we walked over and I was like, damn, okay, there's a bench. And then he laid me down, like pushed me and laid me down. And he stuck his hand down with my pants. And mm-hmm. that's when he first like stimulated my foot, which mm-hmm. is what was like, like that eye opening moment of like, oh, he can do this. Yeah. Um, and like after that minute was up, it was like, that's it. And then he, like, he, he was so fun about the transition. He stopped, and then he went, tagged it, and he ran. 
That's and it was so, so cute. cute and sexy and fun because I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that's the biggest turn up. Like when you like someone and you're nervous and you like want to want them and you want to feel wanted. And then as soon as they start touching you and then they like go to a hundred right away. But like when you mm-hmm. in- introduce that play, that's so cute and fun. So did you tag, did you chase him back? Yeah, we, we, we like ran around, we were messing around and then. And then I think at the end of that night, we ended up like we both got tired. We sat on another bench that was like across the park, mm-hmm. and then we laid on the bench and was just like looking at the sky and That's talking. Beautiful. He's like everybody's always said that he's like the best because like I I have a million stories that we're not even going to get into oh. <laughs> of like all the things that he's done for me and like how sweet he is and like all the great things. Okay, well let's just focus on the sexual highlights. So tell <laughs> us, course. what are some of your favorite things about sex? I really like the way that, like, the closeness that I feel mm. with my boyfriend. Like, that's a big thing for me. I really like the way that, like, we are so passionate. We can be. Like, yeah. it's one of, like, we have different modes, of course. But, like, that's, like, like our big thing. It's, like, when we want to, we can be really passionate. It's a really closeness thing that I really enjoy. Um, and then, of course, I like being kinky and trying new things. <laughs> I've always known that I wanted to try different things. I've always been very open eyed about things. After we start, actually, we started having sex in public. Um, what we had sex at, we had sex at that park. Um, <laughs> and we used to have. I'm assuming under... there like weren't people around though, right? No, okay. no. <laughs> Just like, like it was okay. like three o'clock in the morning. Oh, great! Like great. nobody was there, but like it was still like weren't like in a house or a bedroom. Yeah. It was like we would do it like on this concrete under like. <laughs> like under one of the benches or something like that and then we used to do it like under we there was like this bridge that used to be by like my elementary school that we used to do it under there too but there was like there was like it was a bridge and then under it it was like three tunnels and the middle one had water mm-hmm. and so we would like jump across the water go to the one on the other side so that nobody would come over there uh-huh. and we used to do it under there a lot and a couple months and we decided we're just gonna start coming back to my house and oh, that's really? when we like yeah and that was doable Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I think it was when my mom was like, "Oh, you, he can start coming over after work. I don't really care." And okay. I was like, "Okay, cool, <laughs> great." Do you guys use birth control? Yeah, I was on birth control since I was like fourteen because mm-hmm. I have really intense periods. Mm-hmm. So like, it was like something that like I already was on. I'm I'm on NuvaRing. Okay, and it's a really effective thing for me. I've always like I, it's never been like something that we've questioned. It's never, and like he has always. For a long time, we used condoms until it got to the point where it was, like, uncomfortable for both of us. And mm-hmm. we were kind of like, okay, I'm on birth control. We feel safe enough. And he still pulls out. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, like, anytime we feel, like, nervous, we go and get a phone D. And it's great. never been, like, anything that's terrible. Like, we've never had any scares, anything like that. Oh, and I don't think we clarified. You're monogamous, right? You're a monogamous partnership? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Yay. Okay. So you – so he started coming over – and then what happened? I think it was, it was like casual like sex for a long time and then he one time got aggressive with me. I think he like pushed me into my dresser and like was like really aggressive and I really liked that and I, like I told him that. We were we've always been really good about communicating yeah. about sex stuff from avoid, the very beginning like, like before you even yeah. had it. Okay. Yeah, it's always the only thing that like he didn't know is that he took my virginity which is like a really big thing that like we had to like deal with after I told him. Uh-huh. I told him a year later. What happened? And like I, I, so we got into a really big argument because it was like, why wouldn't you tell me? It would have been a whole different experience. Like mm. I would have been very different with you. And really? it's like wait, it's understandable. Wait, how would he have been different, and why? 
so he he's always been like i don't want to say pushy because he hasn't been pushy but he's more encouraging of like okay now you're gonna try getting a pop like mm-hmm. <laughs> now we're gonna try this and he's always just been like you gotta do it on your own and like you gotta like figure it out you gotta discover this on your own and it's always been like he's been like there and been like okay this is what you do and he's like okay now it's your turn mm-hmm. and he's always said that like if he knew that like i had never experienced anything with a guy that he would have been like this is how you do it <laughs> like Interesting. more and I was like, I, I, I would, I can't really explain it because I, I will never be able to experience it. Yeah. But like, he's always said that, and I was like, it's understandable. I would have been mad too. Yeah. I mean, well, but also um, he didn't ask explicitly, or did he? And you lied. I, I lied. Oh really? I, he, so, <laughs> wait, so... why? Tell us why. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor, and they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I am very excited, and I'm going to do my best. Did you know? The Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people. This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories, so they downloaded Flora and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages, until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. So, our second time ever hanging out, before we even, like, agreed that uh-huh. we would, like, wait for each other, it was just we were friends at the time, we had a whole, we, we went out, we sat in his car, and we talked about sex. We were, like, telling each other sex stories, I was telling about my experience with the girls, mm. and I told him, I was always so afraid that he wouldn't like me because I'm, I'm younger than him, mm. so I always tried to make myself seem more mature. Mm-hmm. So, because I really liked him. Mm-hmm. That was like, I, he was like a really big, like, I really, really liked him. And so I told him that my threesome with two girls was, a, was with a guy and a girl. Okay. Not two girls. So, like, it was always like, and I always told him that, like, it wasn't much. It was like, we barely did anything. And, like, I didn't really enjoy it. So, like, it's not like a really big memory of mine. Wait, so the, so you told him that that was a virginity losing experience? Mm-hmm. And for you, the difference, is, I mean, I, and this is something that like, I'm like, I don't know, because I had sex with boys first, but like, like, because there was no, like, how are you counting virginity here? <laughs> so, so my, I've always counted virginity as penetration. Okay. Okay. Like, that's yeah. like, I, it's, it's just kind of like a neutral thought that I've always had. I can't really explain where it came from. Yeah. It's just kind of like, I mean, a, it's, a, it's a construct and everyone kind of has their yeah. own version of it. So that's why I like to ask Yeah. People. So, like, my experience with girls has always been, like, 
I've done stuff with girls, but I haven't lost my virginity. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's, like, basically it. Because I never did anything with penetration besides that, yeah. like, at all. How does that feel being in a monogamous partnership with a dude and still feeling, do you, I'm assuming you still feel attraction toward ladies? What do you want me to get into that now then? Yeah. Because there's, there's a lot. With oh that. God, okay. I don't know. I want everything. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's talk about it now. I won't, we'll go, we're going to go back and keep getting into the details of your sex life. Yeah. So I, it was very early on. I told him that I was attracted to girls too. And he was always okay with it. He never really minded. It's kind of one of those things of like, we're not going to go out looking for someone to have a threesome with. Mm-hmm, but if mm-hmm. we find someone that we're both friends with, that we're both attracted to, we're going to try it. Honestly, I think that's the best approach to a threesome. To like hold it lightly and then like be scanning mm-hmm. for opportunities mm-hmm. rather than trying to like force a thing to happen. Yeah. So he's always been like, it, it can turn him on at times of like, hey, I'm really attracted to this girl. Like you are too. And like... And it, it's, like, an interesting kind of, like, thing that, like, we don't, it's not something that we, like, bring up much, but, yeah. like, it can be something that's, like, oh, let's go, like, look at girl and girl porn together. Oh, and, like, <laughs> that's so yeah. fun. Um, okay, so back back to the sex life that you have. First, I want to hear, like, where is your body most sensitive? What is it like the most? Like, what are some of your favorite physical things and feelings? So I can be very ticklish. Mm. So, like, I'm very sensitive in other spots where I'm, like, I don't want to be touched here during sex because it's going to make me laugh. It's going to yeah. make me giggle. Like, don't, like, don't touch, like, near my armpits. Yeah, <laughs> like, not, not like a good spots, tickle, right? Like, it's like the... Yeah, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, tick, um, the tickle like, where I might kick someone in the mouth if they're <laughs> trying to fucking yeah. tickle me while they're going down on me. I'll kill them. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of these things, he actually made me discover them. Like, he was the one who discovered them for me kind of thing. So, oh. like, my... I have these spots on both sides of my back. It's, like, in the middle of my back or towards the sides. That all he has to do is put pressure on them, and I will like flinch. But it's like an instant, like, oh, like a good like feeling of like feeling sexual, oh, like really, like, really a, turned on. like a body melty flinch tingle. Oh my yeah. god! Oh, wait, where is it? Can you show me? So it's oh god, it's really hard to like angle the <laughs> okay, camera. Okay, okay, okay. So like, like imagine your back, uh-huh. and like it's in like we're gonna use my hand as my yeah. back it's like right here on my back on each side okay it's so like, like in the just middle. above like if someone if you were gonna put your hands around your waist and squeeze kind of like where that yeah, back like thumb is right above like where my hip is okay okay and like oh. on the side does it work if you it's do it like, to yourself or does he have to do it like somebody you care about has it, to do it, it to you it's he has to do it because if i do it myself it just feels like pressure yeah you have buttons you have buttons yeah <laughs> but only but they have to have that special key to touch the button <laughs> It's mm-hmm. <laughs> amazing. It's amazing. And we, we only discovered this like a month ago. Wow. Like this is something that like he so I'm very sensitive on my back where he he can like lightly touch my back yeah. and it will cause like shivers. Uh-huh. And he I think we were doing doggy or something uh-huh. and he just grabbed my hips and it was like a oh my god. Like it was like a whoa what was that? Oh, and wow. so then we started to play around with it and it was like yeah this one spot is really sensitive on my back oh my god and what else like we okay so he we know that you like it when he fingers you what about can how tell us about your orgasms like what do you need to um, have to cut when you get the most yeah tell yeah tell us about your <laughs> orgasms i'll say one question <laughs> he okay so he like just regular like vaginal sex is fine like i can come from that very easily oh, especially can? if we do a lot of yeah yeah like if we do a lot of foreplay that's very like a big thing like okay. it, it'll be very quick for me and we he always jokes about this i every time we have just regular vaginal sex i'll come like three or four times oh my god and yeah so it's like it's always been like 
very enjoyable for me and like it doesn't take a lot for like just regular vaginal sex and then like if he goes down on me it's usually he has to stimulate my clit and finger me mm-hmm. like to make me come like mm-hmm. it, it, if he just stimulates my clit like if he's just like licking me or anything like that it takes a while but i yeah. will okay but like if he wants to be quicker then he has to do both what about butt stuff I so he really likes butt stuff. He's done butt stuff with a girl before, mm-hmm. and he's always been very interested in it. And we tried it. So I got um, anal beads, like mm-hmm. I want to say, like a year ago. And so we tried it. Tw- I think twice, and I didn't really like it. I like stopped after like a couple minutes of it, and I was like, no, not really. Can like, you tell us really specifically why, like physical feeling wise? It makes me like. it's like a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. it's like it's not really a comfortable thing for me it's just like i feel really uncomfortable and i feel like like i can loosen myself up enough for him to like get it in and then i clench up and i get really nervous and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like it just gets really painful after a while yeah like it gets to the point where it hurts and it's uncomfortable then we we haven't tried it again in like over a year Mm -hmm. So a week ago, actually, I got a, a butt plug and I was like, okay, I'm ready to start this again because uh-huh. I, I want to try because mm-hmm. something that he really, really likes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to try this again. Like, I'll try like loosening myself up, seeing how comfortable I can get with it and like get things going again. I actually surprised him with it and he was like very excited uh-huh. and very turned on and it was something that he was like, I'm so excited that you're going to do this again. What kind of plug did you get? like one of the, like the beginners just kind of like a regular like I, I think it has like a little gem on it or something yeah is it like metal um, or is it squishy it's squishy okay okay cool I've been very re- like reluctant about like trying it I, I think I've tried it twice and like I always talk to them about it I'm like oh well this is how it went this time like because so I can like like we're very big in communication about things mm-hmm. so I'm like hey like this time I couldn't really get it in because it started hurting. Mm-hmm. So I like I stopped. I'm gonna try again tomorrow. And like you know, like oh, this time I was able to get it in, but I was only able to keep it in for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. I've been like more and more like trying. Uh, his birthday is next month, so I'm trying to get it done by then. <laughs> Here's a question. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is I'm um, I'm embarrassed that I'm about to ask you the like most woo woo Los Angeles question. Do you meditate? And I'm asking that because it doesn't matter if you do or don't. I recommend a butt plug meditation. And I, the way that I got into butt stuff was sort of, did you ever watch uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? She does this thing where mm-hmm. she's like, I can do anything for 10 seconds. That's actually mm-hmm. how I got, like, trained myself with the help of my former master to, like, mm-hmm. relax enough to enjoy butt stuff. Because it took me, like, nine months of being kind of uncomfortable and I think also mm-hmm. because I was submissive. Oh, I'd, I would love to hear about your kinky dynamic with him and how you kind of got into kink and if that relates to any of your butt stuff. Because I only discovered butt stuff as a submissive and I don't know that I would have mm-hmm. like embraced it otherwise. I don't know. Early on, we were talking about how I, I, I was interested in being tied up. Mm-hmm. And like that was our introduction to it. Mm-hmm. And I think one day we were like, okay, let's try it. And he he was like, okay, I'm going to come over with ropes. And <laughs> he tied my hands behind my back. And we just kind of, he, I think he blindfolded me that time. And we were like, okay, let's, let's see what you like and what you don't. So then 
we tried like spanking and like being mean and things like that and like he was always like would be like do you like this is this okay is this enough pressure is this too much and like like our first time was a lot of like is this okay and then after that it was like okay yeah this this is interesting and and then i i remember being really into it and being really like i like this a lot so when you were with him you had already been seeing each other for a while when you started exploring kinkier things Mm -hmm. i think it was within like two months of us like having sex we started to be like okay let's try something new let's try something different interesting what needs to be in place there for you to feel safe not much he's always he has always been like my safe okay spot Mm -hmm. he's always been like very gentle very soft and comforting and it's always been like made me comfortable enough to feel safe with him okay and it sounds like you at least talk about stuff during and afterward do you ever have but you said you also talk about sex in general a lot. So have you had specific conversations about like boundaries or anything like that? Yeah, we, we, um, I, the countless conversations that we've had, we, we get into like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like we'll like, especially in the beginning of our relationship, we would like talk on the phone a lot at night mm. and like, just be like, Hey, do you like this? Is it something that you would be interested in trying? Hey, like this. And then we would like, I remember in the beginning of the relationship, even like not even like sexual stuff, we would just like ask each other questions back and forth when we ran out of things to talk about. Yeah. So it'd be like, hey, this, hey, that. But yeah, it's been a lot of nights of like sexual conversations of like, are you interested in doing anything kinky ever? And like, hey, I've tried this. And like, would you ever like want to try this? And like, I remember for a long time, it, he would always be like, do you want to try anal ever? And I was like, no, strict. No, don't ever want to try it ever, ever. Until eventually I was like, okay, so why not? <laughs> Okay. Can you just like run us through some of your, like off the top of your head, biggest turn-ons besides your special button, turn-offs, when you feel most in touch with your body, stuff like that? So obviously I like when he like touches me. Mm -hmm. I like when he runs his hands anywhere on me, grabs like my butt or thighs. Mm -hmm. I like dirty talk. What kind of dirty talk? Just like kind of like, oh, like you're sexy. Like I like the way like your body looks Mm -hmm. and like just like kind of like getting into that a lot. Mm -hmm. And like, of course, like the voice tones Mm -hmm. and like being like deep and mysterious and things like that. I really get turned on by his moans. That's like a really, really big thing for me. By his what? Because he didn't... His moons? Moans. Moans. I heard moons and I was thinking of like the moon (laughs) in the sky that looks very apocalyptic. Okay. Okay. Oh. Ooh. (laughs) That's like a really big like thing for me. I get very like, like shivers just hearing him. Like when you're going down on... Oh, we haven't talked about going down on a boy at all. (laughs) Uh, Like even like... I'll like be teasing him uh-huh. and he'll like make moan and stuff like that. How it's, do you like, tease oh, him? How do you like to tease him? His back's really sensitive. Mm. So all I have to do is like touch his back at all and he'll like be like shivers mm. and like I'll like bite his neck and like like whisper in his ear and like do stuff like that. And it's very easy to like mess with him. Fuck yeah. And will you tell us a little bit about do you do blowjobs? Yeah. So funny story. He, he, he was obviously the first guy that I ever gave a boy job to. And um, it took me like an hour the first time that he, he was like, okay, we're going to try this. And we both got naked and I laid next to him and he was like, whenever you're ready. And it took me like an hour, like to be ready, build the courage. Yeah. Mm. To build the courage to actually even try anything. And, and then I started and then I didn't stop until I made him come and it didn't take very long. And like, 
we, I think it was like a year ago, we were like, okay, we're going to make this really good for ourselves. Mm. So it was like, he, he, he went first. So I went down with him and he was like, I like this. I don't like that. Yes. And I love we made it, it like people perfect do that. for each other. Yes. Yeah. So you did an exploratory mission. Mm-hmm. Have either of you given each other rim jobs? No, we're, we're not really... <laughs> Her we kind of like shy away from that <laughs> okay okay just curious just curious mm-hmm. what other stuff are you into oh wait did you say any big turnoffs do you have any turnoffs besides ticklish him like in the middle of sex he like if he ever like mentions anal it's mm. kind of a turnoff mm-hmm. like it's something it's, it's a turn for him so like if i mentioned it and he gets turned on i get turned on by turning mm-hmm, him on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like if he's ever like like oh i really like it when you like if you would do this and it's mm-hmm. like uh, like yeah okay i'll try it like but like that's pretty much it's, like all it's not on your fuck yeah menu <laughs> yeah <laughs> what about like are you guys into sexting do you send nudes you said you watch porn together can you tell us a little bit about that so nudes was like a really early thing for us because like we can only see each other at night and when we work we only work weekends so mm-hmm. like during the week it was like we were deprived so we were we were really really into it in the beginning yeah. and like until we got to the point where we was like okay let's try nudes and like it was, it's more so me sending him nudes mm-hmm. than him sending them back he only sends them back when like he's getting out of the shower or something like that mm-hmm. which isn't like often yeah which i don't mind yeah. like i i just like like if i send him nudes then we'll start sexting and then we'll yeah. like get into stuff i when i was younger used to really like role playing like texting role yeah. playing Ooh, like what like what I used to really like doing like maybe little girls actually. I used to like joke like talk to like the one that I slept with that I was still close friends with in freshman year. Yeah. Occasionally we would be like, okay, let's do this. And so how it worked was that we would agree on what we were role playing as. So it would be like a teacher and a student or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we would like basically talk back and forth and put little little like apprentices around like an action. <sighs> Fun. So it would be like speech and then like a parenthesis around like I take your clothes off. Or yeah. Something. Like well, that's how they do stage um, direction and plays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I introduced him to that. He's never done anything like that. And like he can be into it if I make him into it. Uh-huh. It's something that I really enjoy and that like helps him to really enjoy because he knows that I really enjoy it. Yeah. And we are still like getting into really getting into role play and like doing it in person more than over text mm-hmm. what does that um, look like because people mean different things like some for some people it's really like embodying characters for some it's their dom sub self like what do you mean when you say role play i mean like embodying a different person mm-hmm. like being like trying to be somebody that we're not and like because like i have like a school outfit i have a couple <gasps> different like lingerie things stuff what, like that. okay what like, personalities do you have personalities already that go with those or like what is it like so like like the one that i just told you about the one that like it's like it's black lingerie with high heels yeah. it also is thigh high socks oh fuck yeah that is like my dom really, yeah really powerful dom like whenever he comes in and knows that like he's me wearing that he's like ready to be a sub oh he's yeah, like, i love that back and he's like ready and then there is i had the school outfit of like innocent and like shy and nervous and like i don't know how this is gonna go and like it, it's not even always like a school girl usually it's like a shy girl or like yeah. something like small like that yeah and, like that's awesome Okay, well, what about some things you guys haven't done yet but would like to explore? For example, would you ever go to, like, a sex party or sex club or anything, like, group more? We talked about threesomes, Mm -hmm. but would you do more group stuff, or Mm -hmm. how do you feel about that with him? 
So we've talked a lot about this kind of stuff. He doesn't ever want to watch. We don't ever want to watch each other with other people. Mm-hmm. So like we never want to be in a situation where like I am sleeping with somebody else in the same room as him sleeping with somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's a jealousy thing. We're just not cool with that. We talked about like if we went to a sex party, it would be interesting to like sit there and like have sex around other people. Yeah. But like it would just be me and him. Yeah. It wouldn't be like me and somebody else. Yeah. It would be one of those things of like if the event ever came, why not try it? Yeah. But like we've mainly talked about like the only situation that we would have sex with other people is if we were separate. So like we've talked about like finding a couple and like it has to be a situation where like we're both very comfortable with it to the point where it doesn't feel scary. Mm-hmm. He's always been very nervous about me being with another guy because he is very scared that I'm going to be with somebody else and be like, oh, you're not as good as I thought you were. Oh, and like, because yeah. I'm like, I'm like, please don't like do that. And like, they're I always worried. Like, Boys are totally always worried about that. I've met, ne- I've yet to be mm-hmm. with a woman or a non-binary or trans person that has been worried about that but boys always seem to be worried about that <laughs> well it's especially because he took my virginity he's the only guy that i've ever been yeah. with so yeah. he's really scared like something like i'm gonna realize that he's not as good as i think that he is or something like that i'm like okay it's understandable i will respect that i'm always like well yeah you gotta realize like oh well these other girls that you've been with are the same way like they go with other guys and they still think that you're really great yeah. like <laughs> and like things like that he's like oh no yeah you're right and it's like i really think that like when we whenever we have sex it's just really really enjoyable for me yeah and like i don't think that's gonna change if i go and like try something with somebody else like i've always talked to him like yeah i've had tough i've done with other girls like literally people say like oh only a girl knows a girl's body so well but like he gives me head better than any girl has ever given me head and like and he's like, oh, that makes sense. Like, yeah. it, makes, it usually makes him feel better. That's good. I also just feel like sex with different people is so different. Like, each person mm-hmm. that I sleep with is a different experience. And our chemistry is, you know, I, I like to say it's like mm-hmm. perfume. Do you have sex dreams? All the time. Do you orgasm in them? Rarely. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a rare thing. It does happen. But it's not something that happens often. Do you think you're coming in real life? If you orgasm in a dream? Usually, like, I think sometimes, yeah. I think sometimes I'll wake up and I'll be, like, extremely, like, ready. And, like, I always have, like, my vibrator, like, next to my bed. So I can just, like, (laughs) reach over, grab it. Like, (laughs) and, like, it's, like, I can just grab it and, like, get into it while I'm, like, all, like, fired up from a dream or something. Amazing. Well, I was going to say I have a lot of fantasies, too. I tend to fall asleep thinking about my fantasies. Okay, fantasies um, are my next question. Tell us about that, please. <laughs> yeah, I I've always had this fantasy of being with two guys. I don't think I ever want to be with two guys. I don't think I'll ever okay. be interested in having a threesome with two guys. It's just not something that's like too much for me. Yeah, and like I think that's something that like oh it would be really hot, but I don't ever, ever want to actually go past thinking about it. Hmm. Yeah. What's been the hardest thing in your sex life? Not besides penises. <laughs> the most difficult <laughs> thing. Yeah. I think having being like in the beginning, I like whenever he would tell me he didn't like something that I did, it made me kind of nervous or insecure. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I thought that made you feel good and it doesn't and I feel bad about it because I was doing it so much and like and it's like, oh, okay <laughs> yeah but it was always like one of those like 
hurtful moments. I didn't, like, I would always tell him, like, oh, that's kind of, like, harsh on me. And he's like, oh, well, no, it wasn't, like, terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just, it wasn't something that, like, I, like, would like you to continue doing. And, like, I'm always, like, understanding. I'm like, well, that makes sense. Like, if you yeah. listen to me that I didn't really like, like I'm going to tell you. Yeah. I would rather know than not know. Yeah. It was always very nerve-wracking for me in the beginning of, like, our relationship of, like, him telling me he didn't like something because I was always I was already insecure and nervous because he had been with other girls. I hadn't been with other guys. Yeah. So like it was always like a, oh my gosh, what if I'm not as good as the other girls? Yeah. And like, and it's always been like I I don't even really think about it anymore at all. Mm-hmm. That's the roughest thing that we've ever dealt with. It's okay. never been anything pissed like that. Got it. And then on the other end of that spectrum, what's been like the easiest, best, most amazing part of your sex life? Just how open we are with each other. Hmm. We can be so playful and fun and we can laugh and just be ourselves completely. And it's like, I'm never nervous that I'm going to like, especially now where we are now, I'm never nervous that I'm going to like make a mistake. Yeah. Because like something goes wrong. Like there's the occasional like, we'll, we'll be getting really into it. And I'll actually like kiss the side of his lip or like his chin or something. Oh, yeah. And we'll just start laughing. Yeah. Like. I'm- we'll just laugh about it and like it's not something that like i'm not like embarrassed i'm not like ever embarrassed in our sex life anymore i'm always just like we we laugh it off amazing is there anything else that you need to share about your sex life well there was in in the beginning of my life i went through a really big traumatizing sexual thing Hmm. that i think that people should realize that other people experience it. Cause I didn't realize that other people went through sexual trauma until I was a lot older. And I didn't even fully acknowledge that it was sexual abuse until I was older. How old were um, you when you acknowledged it? When I was, I was probably 14 or 15. Okay. This happened when I was six, eight and 11. Mm. We basically, me and one of my older cousins, like he is three years older than me he we were like laying down in my basement or something and he was very he was like hey have you ever thought about touching somebody else and then that eventually led to him talking me into getting undressed and then him like feeling on me and then he talked me into like touching his penis and like and it it was it's never something that i was comfortable with like not once Hmm. but he just kind of talked me into doing it and we did it like three or four times and then we stopped and never talked about it again and then a couple years later we did it like another two times and I stopped and never talked about it again and then a couple years later we I had a pool for a really long time and we went and I went swimming and he came out and I was just alone and it was like I went ice swimming and he came out and went swimming with me and we were making a whirlpool Mm -hmm. And he tried to talk me into having sex with him. I was 11 at the time and he was 13. Hmm. So he was fully knew what he was trying to do. And I didn't know how to say no. So I was like, sure. And I was like, well, we'll get out of the pool. And we'll do it later when my parents fall asleep. And then I, I went upstairs. I locked my door and went to bed. Oh, gosh. And oh, he then the next day he was like, what happened? And I was like, oh, I fell asleep. Oh. And then... We never really talked about it again after that. I still don't have the best relationship with him. Yeah. Do you still have to see him? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I said that, like, it never really 
hurt to see and it wasn't anything that was like because it took me so long to actually realize that it was like sexual abuse that to the point where like when i realized that it was like i just gotta start healing at this point and start like moving on and letting it go and it was actually my therapist that like i told him and i was like something happened to me when i was young and it was weird and he was like that's not okay Mm -hmm. and i was like you're right Mm. (laughs) i never really fully realized that it wasn't okay for that to happen and and it never really i don't think it ever really impacted me sexually i was never afraid to sleep with a guy i was never afraid for anybody to touch me Mm. but it was just something that like bothered me for a long time and i will never be comfortable with him alone ever again and like there's only a certain amount of people that actually know this and like now i'm more comfortable talking about it than ever i was mm-hmm. but like my mother still doesn't know that it happened okay. like my father still doesn't know that it happened the only people that know are like my close friends like two of my close friends and my boyfriend and it's not that i'm keeping it from people it's that i don't really want to like it's not something that like comes up in conversation of like hey i got sexually abused <laughs> like mm-hmm. and like i like to raise awareness and that kind of stuff like i've like donated and things like that and i've like gone to like different like events and things like that to be like it's okay <laughs> like life will go on mm-hmm. like the people aren't like that <laughs> not everybody is gonna take advantage of you like that and so it's like helps me heal and i i i'm fully healed from that now i'm fully comfortable with talking about it and it's something that like i don't like to know that happened to me obviously mm-hmm. but it's just something that it's like i want people to know that it life goes on yeah if i'm hearing and understanding you correctly well first i hear that you took care of yourself with therapy i hear you have a good support group of close friends i'm hearing that you got involved in some activism that's sort of countering it and it, mm-hmm. if i'm understanding you correctly it sounds like you're not letting the experience define you but you're still acknowledging it and have been processing it yeah once i talked to my therapist about it but i don't i didn't i only went to my therapist because of like my close personal stuff with like my family and Mm -hmm. like my parents separated a couple years ago and things like that Mm -hmm. and like and then i started to get into things and and then i started to acknowledge like wow like he 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 did a lot of eye-opening for me of like this is why i'm like this Mm -hmm. like like how i was saying earlier of like oh like i kind of raised my brother to a degree because of like how my parents were and like he he was the one who like opened my eyes to that and it was like yeah you're right and like um i am very proud of who i am today i probably wouldn't change much about my life and like i've been through a lot but it's shaped who i am and it's made me like the mature person that i am be able to be what do what i'm doing at my age yeah. and things like that and i'm very proud of like where how far i've gotten at the age that i am I, i'm also if this doesn't sound condescending i'm also proud like i'm so excited for you and glad for you <laughs> like i just i'm so impressed um so on that note if you could go back and give younger you a piece of sex advice what age or ages would you pick and what would you say i would probably go back to when me and my boyfriend first got together and tell myself to be honest with him because it's I should have been honest from the beginning I should have told him because it probably would have been a, a whole lot more enjoyable than it already was yeah. that me telling him that I was a virgin and it would have changed the way that I like learned things hmm. to a degree anyway yeah. 
thank you so much for coming on and telling us about your amazing sex life. Thanks for having me. <laughs> ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.